Welcome to the latest episode of To Boldly Pod, the unscripted podcast about anything and everything. And if anything, this show will be the epitome of that previous statement. Why do I say that? Because I've been thinking about what I want to talk about, or more specifically, how I wanted to talk about what I've been thinking about for probably a week or so now. And I've really been fighting in my head how exactly I wanted to approach this topic. And let's just say that decisions were made in my little pea brain, they were made anyways, about how I wanted to do it. And some of the things that I may say over the next half hour or so just might, I don't want to say offend, let's, let's go with annoy some people that may be listening. That's not intended to annoy or offend anybody. Hopefully you'll listen to the end and you will understand the circle that I'm trying to make, the the finish line I'm trying to cross. So that being said, the word I would like you to keep in mind while listening to this podcast, and you're going to hear the word quite a few times throughout the next half hour, is empirical. And if you don't know what empirical is, the dictionary definition is empirical is something based on, concerned with, or verifiable by observation or experience rather than theory or pure logic. So to put it in an example form, something that is an empirical fact is... Put it this way, it's breathing air. What we all need to breathe air to survive. If we don't breathe air or don't have air to breathe, then we die. That is an empirical fact. If we don't have air to breathe, we die. There's no debating on that one side or another. Now, a lot of facts aren't empirical. They they can be debated. And listening to this podcast, you probably hear a lot of things that aren't empirical, specifically in my case, talking a lot about the paranormal, where I talk about a lot of things that aren't empirically factual. And like UFOs or ghosts and all the stuff that I talk about on this podcast. It's a belief system. A lot of us have had experiences, so we know that what we experienced are true, but there isn't that deep-diving scientific fact to prove that UFOs, for example, are alien spacecraft or real or ghosts exist or stuff like that. It's a belief system, kind of like, Religion is a belief system that doesn't have a stance in empirical fact. And before you get annoyed by that, if you're somebody that has faith, just hear me out. With religion, 
any religion, doesn't matter if it's Christianity or Hinduism or Judaism or Buddhism or Muslim or any of the religions out there. It's a belief system that you have that there really isn't an empirical fact that there is one all-knowing, all-creating God out there, much like we need air to breathe is an empirical fact. Religion is a belief system, like in my belief system with a lot of the stuff that I talk about with the paranormal, with UFOs and and ghosts and all of that stuff. It's a belief system. You can believe it to be true, and that's perfectly fine that you do believe that stuff is true, whatever it is you believe in, and you can believe that other things aren't true. I, as most of you probably realized from listening to this podcast, do not believe in a one creating God in any religion, whether it's Christianity or any of the other religions. I don't believe there is a God, which is perfectly fine for me not to believe as much as I believe that it's perfectly fine for you to have faith and believe in a God. Which, on the flip side of that, I am perfectly accepting of the fact that I believe in UFOs and certain ghostly paranormal items. Not all. I don't believe in all UFOs either, but I do believe in the existence of aliens and UFOs, and I do believe that they are visiting or have visited this planet. And it's perfectly fine that I believe that, and I'm perfectly fine with the fact that maybe some of you out there listening don't believe in the possibility of everything that I believe in. It's a belief system. Neither one, either side you look at it, is empirically provable. Now, that big six-minute setup aside (laughs) brings me back to what I want to talk about. It's something empirical. And like I said at the beginning, I've been debating long and hard for the past week about how I wanted to approach this. And it all stems from a lot of things that I read and see on videos and TikToks and social media, but it's also a couple of things that I physically heard from people in the world today, and I've been struggling how I wanted to approach talking about it, and I actually brought it up to my one of my coworkers, my, my friend Jace, yesterday, and kind of looking for his advice how to maybe put it into words what I wanted to talk about. And he actually had the perfect way, the perfect line to explain exactly the other people's rationale. And before I give his line to you, because it's kind of the culmination of the whole point of why I was so flustered with things I've specifically the things I overheard in person that 
he had the perfect line of to to explain why I was so flustered by what I heard. So I'll give you the examples of the ones I overheard, and then I'll tell you exactly the line he used that perfectly summed it all up. And that and keep in mind before I give them to you, this doesn't apply to just what I overheard. It could also apply to those of you out there that listen to my rants on this podcast about stuff of the paranormal variety or anything else that I might talk about. It might apply to you as far as what I say, too. And and that's kind of the point of this whole exercise. So about a week or so ago, I was at work in a different area of the building and I overheard these two other co-workers having a conversation. I don't want to say debate because they both seem to be on the same side and they were talking about Germany for some reason and I heard one guy say that he doesn't think they pose a threat anymore and I was kind of confused by it and I'm like I really haven't posed a threat to anything since the 1940s and then they went on they kept talking kind of this that and the other about it and then the same guy that made the Germany comments says well you know they did create the atomic bomb, but really, since then, they, they really haven't been a problem. Okay, first of all, and I, I kind of I shut the door from the, the area they were at because I didn't want to interject into their conversation because I, I think it's extremely rude when people do that when they're not invited in. Hence the reason I'm doing this in a podcast and not saying this to their face. But that's a joke for another day. Anyways, first thing, Germany technically did invent the nuclear bomb. By technically, I mean the scientists that were German did invent the nuclear bomb. Yes, they were working on it when they were still part of Nazi Germany, but after the Allied powers defeated Germany, all those German scientists were pretty much divided up between the United States and Russia. Well, I suppose I should be historically accurate and say Soviet Union. Part of them went to the Soviet Union, i.e. Russia, and part of them came here to the United States. The group that came here were put to work, continuing to work on nuclear fusion and a nuclear bomb and of course they did as we all know as part of a historical fact they created an atomic bomb that was dropped over japan that essentially ended world war ii so that is an empirical fact yes german scientists working for the u.s government whether they were working prisoners or not is a debate for another day but they did it for the united states 
technically, when you get down to the bottom line, yeah, they were German, but they didn't do it for Germany. So Germany wasn't really a an atomic threat at the time they were in power with the Nazis in World War II. If they had been, I think that war slash this world would be a totally different species here 80 years later. But they didn't. So Germany really wasn't the... the I think maybe the person just misspoke themselves. Maybe they're talking about German scientists and not necessarily Germany as a whole. But my whole point about empirical was he was emphatic about his belief that Germany was the one that had the atomic bomb. Again, maybe he was just misspeaking when he said it, but he was so, his conviction was so strong about it. I was just like, no, you're kind of getting that wrong. And the first point that Jace had made to me yesterday when I was talking to him about it, about this, was he made a, an interesting point that he said, this person who we know, and I'm going to offend some people that are are homeschooled here, and I don't mean it to be offended, but he stated that maybe, you know, he's not really worldly wise when it comes to history. When you're homeschooled, you don't really get all sides of an, a historical picture. And that could possibly be it. And then the other conversation, also by the same two guys, on another day I overheard, and I know this sounds like, what do you just sit at work eavesdropping on people? No, they actually were talking so loud that it just kind of bled into the area that I was working at. But the other conversation they were having, and this one's going to be a little more sketchy, I suppose is the best way, because it's really... This is one of those things that's not really empirical, but it also lends to the point of a thought processes. They were talking about the congressional meetings that they were having last week or a couple of weeks ago with all of the social media heads, and they were talking about it. And this guy, same fellow as a matter of fact, was was commenting about how the Congress was just ripping Mark Zuckerberg and all of the social media heads for essentially, he didn't use the phrase essentially, I'm inserting the word essentially, he was accusing or saying that the Congress was accusing them of running this pedophilia ring in the guise of social media. And I just want to put it out there, right now that there's a lot of good and a lot of bad when it comes to social media. But this gentleman is somebody that is strict on his convictions about everything and does not waver one way or another. 
So his belief system is that of those people that think that there is this huge worldwide pedophilia ring, which I don't deny that there's way too much child trafficking and human trafficking and pedophilia, way too much going on in this world as we know it. But it's not this grand cabal by the people in power or famous people in all of that. I just think somebody started that little conspiracy theory and it's grown into this huge, humongous thing. And I know people listening to this right now will sit there and point to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, and and I totally... 100% agree with you that stuff like that happens. I just don't think it's every single individual person that has any kind of power or any kind of fame are all pedophiles and in human trafficking and things of that nature. I just think that's sort of where this conspiracy theory has grown that you immediately think that anybody that has all this power and prestige is automatically a pedophile or a child trafficker or a human trafficker. Just, I don't believe that. There isn't enough, there isn't any empirical facts out there that state that every single person in political power or a big, huge Hollywood star or an athlete or anything like that, every single one of them is not a human trafficker and or a pedophile like the people that have been arrested and convicted of heinous crimes like that. Now, my whole point of the whole empirical part of that testy little subject that I just covered is people of this guy's veration, if you will, are they see other people in power and immediately think that they aren't a part of that ring. They're trying to bring down these nasty human trafficking rings and these pedophiles. They are the only savior involved in politics or Hollywood and all of that. And I'm not going to say the person that he mentioned, but I think we can all figure out whom he may have been talking about just by this entire... Well, let's just put it this way. It's somebody that might be running for president in 2024 that he is just going in there to clean up all these nasty, perverted people. Well, here's your empirical fact to counteract your belief system when it comes to that. And you're going to get mad at me if you do believe it or not. I don't really care either way. It's your opinion to have it as much as it is my opinion to tell you this. But my opinion is actually an empirical fact. Jeffrey Epstein is in over 20 known pictures of that person running for 
president in 2024. So to say that he doesn't know anything about it, like this person has said, then yeah, I'm sorry, but you do. You know something about it. Maybe you don't know everything. I'm not accusing anybody of being part of that because I don't know. I'm not involved in any of it. So to just willy-nilly say that you don't believe that person is involved, but every single other person is, that's, I'm sorry, that's just not true. But my whole point about the whole social media conversation that I overheard is, like I said at the beginning, there's there's good and there's bad in social media. So do I think all those heads of social media are there because they're trying to defend whether they run a pedophilia ring within social media? Yeah, they should be defending themselves because I really don't think they do. I think what they're doing is they're running money-making ventures. Do they get a little shady with certain things? Sure, but most very successful corporations do. Matter of fact, to throw a little gasoline on the fire, a lot of religions have done the exact same thing. They've done a lot of sketchy things to cover up embarrassing things that members of religion have done throughout history just to try to hide things. But that doesn't mean that the social media companies are a cover for running pedophilia rings. Are they perfect? No. Could they be improved? Absolutely they could. But to lay all the blame on things that happen on social media, and I'm not saying that social media shouldn't be responsible and shouldn't take some of the blame, but you can't blame everything on social media when a lot of it can just kind of look in the mirror and see how maybe your parenting which I'm not a parent, so I'm not going to sit here and judge people for how they parent or not. But you can't just lay blame on everybody else without looking in the mirror. And it goes for everything. You can't blame all your ills and all your problems on everybody else without looking in the mirror at yourself to see maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I wasn't paying attention to something. Maybe... Part of the problem is me. And again, I know a lot of this conversation, it may sound like I'm panning on religion because you all know that I'm not a believer in religion. And I it's honestly not because the same could be said for a lot of the things that I believe in too or people that believe in a lot of the things that I believe in. And I've discussed a lot of them on this podcast because I kind of call things out when I think they're utter BS. And it's a lot of the conspiracies and the theories that are brought up in and around, say, aliens and UFOs, for example. 
a lot of the the theories around that that aliens have all these underground bases and they're abducting people and taking them down underneath the ground and and throwing them in vats to harvest their body parts for food and for energy and all of this stuff that people come out and and say with absolute conviction is 100% true and factual when no they're not they're really not we don't have any empirical proof that any of that stuff is true and that that's the same could be said for the idea that some of the most rich and powerful people in the world are not just humans or are are just humans i should say but are actually shape-shifting reptilian aliens it's a cool little story a, a an interesting thing to watch and read about because there's no basis of truth around it a lot of this comes unfortunately from our digital age where Everything is easily creatable. Everything is easily manipulated. And to make something seem like it is or isn't. And it comes from, let's be honest, from people with a lot more notoriety. Than, well, more notoriety than me is saying something because I have none. But people that are have a lot of notoriety that will come out and, and claim that there's these shape-shifting aliens and they're running the world like David Icke and people of that ilk. And I'm sorry, there's absolutely zero empirical proof that any of that is true. Now, maybe go back to this whole conversation. Someday there will be some sort of empirical truth that any of the stuff that I just talked about for the past 10 minutes is true. And then your opinion can change. But the problem with the fellow that I was talking about earlier is he is so stringent on his opinion and his belief system that he will refuse to change his opinion. He will not believe what is right in front of his eyes, what is empirical. And the last point that I'll make is that same gentleman had a debate one day with the aforementioned Jace, before I give you Jace's perfect closing line, is they had a debate about homosexuality. And I'm not going to get into the whole thing about homosexuality, but he has this very strong belief system that homosexuality is evil and it's wrong and nothing is going to change his opinion on that. And frankly, you know, he's allowed to have that opinion if he so chooses and it's okay for him to express that opinion but to be quite honest with you, there's millions upon millions of homosexuals 
in this world. So I'm pretty sure it's an empirical fact that homosexuality is in fact real and not just something that Satanists created to thumb their nose at Christians or God, if you will. So in that aspect, this kind of rolls back to the perfect line that Jace told me yesterday that sums everything up perfectly about my ire, I suppose, about something that is or isn't empirical. Jay said people like that are like that because, quite frankly, they're brainwashed with the way they are raised. They only have one belief system and they're not allowed to look outside of the box to see how many different things there are in their world. And if they did look out of the box and experience the world, become more worldly knowledgeable, then they would see that their path isn't the only path to take. And I thought that was the perfect way to say it. Now, I may have paraphrased a little bit about what Jay said, but that was the point that he was making. There's so much more in this world that we all see and experience on a day-to-day basis. And if you only look down one path, then you can't sit there and critique others for looking down another path. And that's why I don't have an issue with people that believe in any sort of God, whether it's the Christian God or Muslim God or Jewish God or any of them that I don't personally believe in. That's your choice, your vision for your life, if you will. As much as it is mine is to not believe in it, to believe in aliens and the paranormal and stuff like that as well. That's simply the case of living life. But I am willing to be one of those people that looks at situations that I don't believe in. And you've heard me talk a lot on this podcast about stuff that I don't believe in. But I'm genuinely interested in watching and reading and learning about different viewpoints. Doesn't mean at the end that I'm going to buy them or believe in them, but I'm willing to learn about them. And more importantly, I'm willing to allow you to have your belief system as long as you respect and accept my belief system and more importantly, lifestyle that people have. You have to be able to respect an opposing point of view or an opposing lifestyle. That's the simple way of living a very peaceful life, in my opinion. Matter of fact, it's not my opinion. That's actually an empirical fact. 
having respect for one another should be just as important as breathing air. That is empirical. If you have any thoughts, let me know on Facebook or X at Too Boldly Pod. And as usual, I don't have a closer to this podcast. And since I've been so serious on this episode, let's close with something a little more jovial and lighthearted. Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Or something like that.